0: In part four of the continuing talks with Lilek from Extinction Rebellion, we look at some of the specific practices that the Earth Holders Berlin engage in. In the days between podcasts three and four, the deep time walk took place and I was able to join the walk and found it moving. I won't give away spoilers as I think it should be experienced, but it is also a great method for communicating concepts of time, space and transition while being outside in public and in nature. Thank you Lilek who led the walk and the Earth Holder community for the event. Enjoy. The podcast from Truana Mike. is
1: I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say.
0: Lilek, you're joining me again. Wonderful. I'm so happy that I haven't scared you away. Um, good to see you. All is good.
1: No, you haven't scared me away completely. I'm, okay. I'm half here. Maybe the other <laughs> half of me will come while we talk.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: okay. I, I'm fine. Happy to talk to you. It's always Wonderful. interesting
0: wonderful wonderful yeah you mentioned in our previous podcast that uh, we talk on this occasion a bit more about earth holder practices uh, and so on and um I mean, are there any particular practices that you wanted to you know talk about or that come to mind
1: well, I, I did mention this this meditation, uh like the public meditation, and you also wanted to ask more about it, so I think I could elaborate on that. And then of course the walking meditation and the the mindfulness trainings of the Earth holder community, which are also linked with like this be like this mental change or this shift in in consciousness and behavioral changes that which are of course also an expression of, uh, if we think differently, we act differently or we should act differently. That's just what I said last time. Um, mm, like doing is uh, is like wanting to do something, but it's it's tougher. Like it's it's the real real deal, you know. Like if you're very spiritual in your mind, but that doesn't express itself in your daily actions, then where's the connection? What 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 does it really serve?
0: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. And, and I also really wanted to go a bit deeper into it because. We are talking as part of the issue of changing uh, the way that we do things to try to lessen the impact that our our human existence has on on the environment and and the changing climate. For a lot of people, it's extremely hard to realize or to think even, A, that such a small change in lifestyle can have such a large impact. Um, But on the other hand for them it's extremely difficult to consider changing something that they've always done or that they have done for a long time uh, because the pure inconvenience of it is so great that it reduces the quality of their lives. So um, I, I think that it's a, it's an important part of the climate change issue is, is how we come to certain decisions um, and it's important to understand the impact that those decisions can have on future generations, for example. So that's why I, I, I really want to hear about the, the practices that uh, the earth holder community has, um, and also the behavioral changes that can be born thereafter.
1: Yeah, so while the earth holder community is every every community whether it's in latin america or in berlin or the in the united states they have their own practices but we also have a set of things that we know from our tradition that we try to implement like um walking meditation is a very very basic practice in the plum village tradition and we used walking meditation used is is the wrong word we Mm, we did walking meditation uh, in in public spaces with with some boards, for example, um showing some messages and just walking very slowly, uh, for example, like uh, at the Spree at the River Spree in Berlin in the heart of Berlin where people sit in cafes and they they just relax they consume of course it's it's totally fine it's nice but then you see people walking very slowly uh, and they have messages and you might be impressed and you might feel the peace that is radiating from them if if really the group is concentrated and focused and in the in the moment then it it does transport something and this is exactly what we want we want people to feel inspired and to have this feeling like ah okay they're so slow but what does that mean and that they they get curious and it's the same with the sitting meditation like ideally you have a group of people who sit just in a public place and they they have this kind of stillness and silence which is missing uh, mostly in our society and people rush they they walk by but then maybe they they stop for a second thinking okay what is this and we just sit you know we don't protest in a in a loud way which is sometimes necessary but in this case that's not that's not our goal. Our goal is just to be present and to ask people questions that they can ask themselves. I think I mentioned it in the first podcast, like, uh, what, what do I really need to be happy? What is it? And this, this also leads to behavioral changes. Do I really need this car to be happy? Like, happy in a very profound way, like, what do I need to be peaceful, does this car help me to be peaceful? Does this new dress help me to be peaceful? You know and, and this is this is the kind of energy that we want to bring and that we also want people to connect with um and we can we can only uh, again, this is something that that I mentioned in the first podcast. I think we can only try to be the change and to manifest the things we need more stillness, we need to slow down we need to consume less. And we try to embody that as well as, as possible. Of course, we're not perfect. We're still practitioners. We're still learning and we're still trying to see, OK, how can we connect with people best um, or what, what, what does work, what does not work for us or for, for the context in which we, we do it? Yeah, I think the, those are those are the things. And, and maybe I can just mention one thing, because uh, at the beginning of, of September, I will lead a deep time walk. We mentioned this walk through the history of the Earth last time in a keats, like in a district uh, nearby where I live. Uh, and we have, it's called climate walks. And those are three walks. Uh, th- this was first, well, curated is maybe the, the wrong word, but sh- she's an artist. I met her through Extinction Rebellion and she planned those three walks. One walk was how is climate change affecting my environment, like my neighborhood? Uh, this is a walk through the neighborhood where uh, a professional explains people and shows them already what is changing and why. And the second walk is uh, biodiversity in my neighborhood. That's a biologist who shows you the little bees and insects and plants that you might overlook or you just don't know. And the third walk is the Deep Time Walk, which is uh, a walk through the history of the earth in my neighborhood. So this is also, I, I love this because it's a very nice example of thinking globally and acting locally. Like I can start in my neighborhood. And this is where people, mostly are connected. This is where maybe things matter if there is a parking lot or not, if there is space on on the street for kids to play uh, or like or if there, there's a playground and, and whatnot. So this is where you might help people connect the most to the reality which is global but which is also local and and this is what I'm gonna do in in a park nearby. Uh, in, in the neighborhood, and I'm really looking forward. And I'm I'm telling you this because it might inspire people who listen and who want to do something in their neighborhood to maybe do something similar. Maybe they will find their own way. And if they Google deep time walk, or if they get in touch with you, and they can they can also connect with me, and I I, I will try to help them as as best as I can to set something up in in their environment.
0: Mm, yeah which um which also reminds me to to share some more links in the podcast notes uh for people who yeah want to read a bit that would be helpful it. yeah yeah we've um in previous sessions we've put up uh, uh some interesting links to some of the topics that we've covered and also some of the books that you had referred to so those uh, those notes will also be and links will be added it's great that you also mentioned the community and global combination too because when I was thinking about this particular episode, that was actually one of the comments that uh, that uh, a quick note that I made about making communities better for ourselves and others. Um, but by if every community focuses on what it needs to improve, then automatically all communities will be covered because... It, it, communities are essentially the, the collectives yes. in which we exist so exactly. we do, I, I don't have to change something that happens either in goa or in new york or or cancun um but if Interesting lots of peop-
1: choice of cities. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I tried to be as random as I could. Um, but if we could, you know, if, if people were then aware that, oh, look, this this kind of action is taking place in Berlin and, and it improves community relations. It makes us do things as a collective. It, it makes us help one another. It, it creates awareness on our local community issues. Um, and, and then automatically you have managed to affect change. For the positive uh in a place that i would never have considered imagine well imagine that would have been possible
1: yeah and for that we need to feel connected to the community around us which is also which is also a key factor um like a problem in in big cities, especially that you're maybe not even connected with the people in your house, but still um, you can, you can work towards it. And there are community centers. There are those, those institutions that can help you fund things. And you just have to have a small group of people, for example, in, in Charlottenburg, where I do the deep time walk in this, in this neighborhood, there, there, there is a climate cafe, which we, restarted it had had been there before but people stopped because of different reasons no funding anymore whatever and we we started it and finding out that there had already been one and then we thought okay what can we do we have to also build a a group and then see which which topics we want to present and which topics emerge from the group. And I absolutely wanted to do those walks, those climate walks. And it was really not easy to to find out where to get the funding and whatnot, but we made it. And I'm I'm deeply convinced that this is a way of freely um, offering something also to the public that can help work towards the shift and, and consciousness because it's taking place exactly where we are and there are more and more communities apparently um, which try to become more climate neutral, climate friendly and also uh, independent energy wise less dependent on fossil fuels and and have more renewable energies. There are also very nice nice stories to share and in discussing with the Earth holders, where do we want to go? What what is our mission? <laughs> Here, I'm using the M word. Um, what 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 is what is our goal in a way? We also shared some some links about journalists and 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 scientists saying, listen, we also have to. It's dangerous, and and we're like kind of. We can have this apocalyptic worldview, but at the same time, what motivates people is also positivity. And I'm not talking about, sorry, American positivity, which is like great and wonderful, which we kind of we need more of that, but not maybe we have a good balance and to say, okay, listen, people, there is this project and this shows that it can work. I have a whatever solar panel on my balcony and I get some some electricity from it and it's real fun and you can have plants and la 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 so really to inspire people with positive examples that they will want to follow and say hey this is doable maybe I would like to do that and in my, in my community we could do that because what we hear right now is that it's hard that it's a lot of change that it costs a lot and that that um people rich rich people will not have to do it or whatever you know and uh, in a way we we really have to um, go get away from this kind of thinking and turn towards the okay what is possible what are the steps that i can take and my community can take and there for that we turn towards the the communities that are already there, that that have done it, or that are doing it, and that show us that it is possible. Because it's also as a therapist, I can say if you cannot imagine something, you might not go towards it. Your your spirit or your your brain needs to needs to have some kind of vision of how things could be so that you feel like okay this is a goal and i feel drawn towards it and i don't know exactly how to get there but i know that there are steps and i have an example to follow which kind of leads the way and i will find my own way just starting following
0: it's interesting because when you when you mention these these terms and you put words together um, you obviously cultivate ideas and thoughts. And uh, there is such a, there's a, there's, a, I don't know if you plan it or not, or if it's because of years of your, your education and teachings and so on, but there seems to be a kind of, there's a harmony. There is this, um uh sort of cycle of sense that you introduce in your your terminology so in in previous sessions i think it was the second podcast we talked about long-term planning um we talked about mm-hmm. um you mentioned how in some indigenous tribes for example they that they come together and create uh plans for seven generations um and these are things which in in the sort of more modern western style democracies is just unheard of nobody plans for that they just talk about election cycles um but then you mentioned their this vision and i also um remembered something else that i had learned about by from a framework called the inner development um framework and they talk about sustaining commitment to visions um and that introduces both elements, so on the one hand, long term planning, but but on the other hand, setting yourself a vision and kind of sticking to it, remaining committed to what you want to achieve. There is a, a certain discipline with that, but if you can also share that discipline and share that commitment, then it also makes it easy to achieve.
1: of course, because you're not alone with it, and of course you you have your own vision for your own. Life, And for the nitty gritty things like the very small steps that you take for your very own life that no one else can take for you. And then it is even better also to have a vision for your community or your neighborhood. Or if you have a if you have a spiritual community, we try also to introduce those- climate topics more into our um, communities who come from engaged Buddhism but who are not necessarily so much focused on climate, otherwise the earth holders would not be necessary let's say, but it's a subgroup in the plum village tradition, and then of course, with your family, and I think what we see or what I kind of see. Mm, is that we need more communication. We need, we need to talk more, uh, not to each other, but with each other and really listen to each other. And it's sometimes so hard. I mean, this is also a <laughs> spiritual practice to listen to people who really think very, very differently and who act differently and at the same time say, okay, those are the people that I need to get on board. I need to t- I need to talk and listen and we need to find a common ground and and also maybe inspire people that's what I'm doing this whole shit you know because I I'm inspired <laughs> and I love to I I try to inspire people because this is this is what my heart is uh, going towards and I think that if people hear that you can do so many different things, but you don't have to do them all at once. Like you can just start where you are and then say, okay, uh, I will consume less meat, but I will also maybe think about how, how I can be more engaged in society. Because for me, it's always both. It's like in your own life, you can effect change but you can also, or you have to widen the circle a little bit. Otherwise, it is like a tranquilizer. It's like, okay, I'm vegan. I don't fly anymore. I don't do this anymore. I've done all I could. And the rest is up to the world, you know? this. I, I hope I don't come across too harsh or too too rigid because this is already a lot. But at the same time, we need, again, this bigger vision of how we are connected. And and if I do this for myself, it's fine. But if I can inspire others, or if I do this in a group, that's even better because groups are so powerful.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and I I don't think you're being too harsh. Um, I I think a, a lot of what you've spoken about in, in this now the up until now the fourth session, um, there's a strong sense of evolution it's not simply enough to to do something and tick it off and say that's it i've done and stand back um there's always something we could do there's always something more and but this has to be also sort of trained within us um and we have to remind ourselves constantly that we've committed to doing something that commitment has a reason um and that reason has not yet come to an end so therefore, I think you're right. Of course, we have to try to find new ways of achieving what we essentially need to change, without ever saying, "I've done enough. It's now up to you."
1: And and at the same time, it's not like it's never enough. It's just for me, I do it because I I have so much love for. But what I try to save, and it's also fun in a way. Like we're trying out new things, we're trying to find solutions, and it, we we need that mindset because otherwise we're in a mindset of of fear and of um, pressure and of like trying to avoid things and all of this is true and I fall into that trap often enough but at the same time especially when I have the chance to talk about my motivation the earth holder motivation is we do that because we feel deeply connected to the earth and to beings on earth and because we such a big word but there is or we care that's it we care do it not because you think it's not enough, but do it because you care.
0: And that's a sentiment that uh, I, I think we can also conclude the episode on, because I think it's a powerful sentiment, and people, yeah, I, I want to think about it as well. Oh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna knock me down for the next 25 minutes. Um, Lilek, thank you very much. Um, I, I I really enjoy. It. In some cases, it's not simply a question of me asking you questions and you answering them that we debate. You educate, I learn, I, I can't lose, basically. Uh, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, we need to find out what uh, what kind of direction our next episodes will take. Uh, I'm excited to, to discover what ideas you have as well. Um, but for this one, I thank you very much for your time um, and look forward to the next one.
1: Thanks for your questions and um, your, um, oh yeah, the space. and a mic.